aircraft business. They used to fly a lot of single-engine airplanes across the, and twin-engine airplanes across the Atlantic Ocean. Fortunately, they lost a pilot. Well, actually, two across the Atlantic. Without going into the details of those stories, I said to one of my brothers one day, I said, uh, you know, I can understand. I can understand how a helicopter can go out with a basket, drop it down and pick somebody up off a plane, just like they did in Hawaii the other day in that Cessna 310 that didn't make Hawaii. It was on YouTube, you see it. You see them come over the helicopter, that helicopter simply lower that basket down and retrieve that man from the Pacific and hoist him to safety. But I said, what about these big four-engine aircraft? These big Hercules, how do they ever save anybody out there? He said, he said, I would think the same thing, he says, except I watched a video clip on it. He said, there are trained people on that aircraft that have been trained to consider wind direction and flow of the sea and height of the sea. Of course, that's all fed into computers now. And they can fire a raft. They can send a life preserver and tuck it right underneath the man's arm. Put it underneath his elbow. And then the helicopter will come pick him up. The accuracy of it. You know something? They've lost one, more than one out there with the very best of rescue equipment because the search wasn't accurate. They've looked and literally gone up and down that sea. Hasn't been an accurate search. When it comes to the sinners, a very accurate search. God knows where you are right now. God knows what you're listening to right now. God knows what you are going to do with this right now. But he leaves it all with you. He only comes to save. And the only ones that he will save are the ones that want to be saved. Want to be saved. That's true. Bill Snyder, a man that used to preach the gospel, preached in St. Thomas one time. He was a lifeguard. I was thinking about him the other day. I remember him telling me he used to be a lifeguard in Akron, Ohio. He used to get called in at night to do some high-end parties that they used to have at some of these parks maybe for a corporate picnic or whatever, they'd ask Bill to come in and be supervisor of the lifeguards. This one particular night, evening, early in the evening, he's watching people, and they're older people, and some of them very good swimmers, and some swim all the time. Others, you can tell, he says, they weren't that comfortable, but they wanted to be like their friends, so they're all there in the pool, doing the best that they can. He said, I noticed this one lady. He said, I don't know if she was afraid of getting her hair wet or what, but she's just kind of hanging on the edge and going around the pool. And, you know, she was splashing with the one arm and make it look like she was enjoying her swimming. He said that she lost her grip. She went down. And she came up just thrashing that water. Literally thrashing to the point where she couldn't even take a hold of the side of the pool. So my friend said, he said, I just simply just jumped off the stand. And he said, by the time I got to her, she said, she got one hand on that rail or on the, the curbing along the edge of the pool. He said, you know what she did with the other hand? He says, no. He says, she slapped my face. Told me, I don't need your help. I said, I'm sorry. I thought you did. You know the truth was? She did need his help. She's just like some of the meetings. She didn't want to admit she needed his help. He went on to tell the other side of it. <laughs> it was an afternoon and the place was just crowded. The pool was filled with kids. He said, likely more in it than should have been. He said, there's certain times that that sun will literally put a reflection across that pool. It's just hard to see anything or anybody really. The little guy came up to the stand and he hauled her up to him. He says, my, my, my brother, 
the pool. So I just whistled everybody out of that pool. And I dove in, and there's a little fella sitting on the bottom of that pool of what eight and a half feet of water, and he was just rocking like this, really. He was as close to drowning as I found anybody. So I grabbed him, brought him up the side, turned him over, got the water out of him, both the both resuscitation, got him going, and had him sit there for a while. And the boy, about seven or eight or nine, whatever, got up and got going. He said, that night, he said, I was hosing down the change room. He said, a little guy come up and, hey, he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing good, sir. He said, I just want to thank you. Thank you for saving me today. Thank you, sir. Oh, he said, you're most welcome. That's what I'm here for. He said, I just want to thank you. I want to ask you tonight, lady, if God was to save you, are you the kind of a person that could thank Him? You saved tonight? Are you? When last did you thank God for saving you? When? I speak to you. Don't have to look at the person beside you. I speak to you. When last did you thank God for saving you? When last did you tell anybody that God had saved you? Would you thank Him if He did? I have to admit to you, it's not because I'm on U.S. soil, but American history interests me a lot. And I'm a Canadian, but it interests me a lot more Canadian history does. Cause, and history news, to be honest with you, because I think it's a little boring over there. Because we're only 30 million people and you're 300 million. But President Ronald Reagan, I read a lot about him. If you went to visit him in final years, he couldn't remember he was president of the country. Couldn't remember it. Talking to him about the White House, couldn't remember it. Walked through the presidential library and great thanks to his attention that he did during his presidency. Couldn't remember it. Finally, his wife Nancy says, he does have something he wants to show you. Now, this were years after dementia or Alzheimer had really set in. He said, Ronald has something he wants to show you. He would smile. He would take you to his own little private study. There's a picture in there of him and he's a lifeguard. There he's standing as the lifeguard and there was a tower there beside him you could very obviously see what his tests were and he'd look at that and he'd smile he said that was me it was recorded by the California I forget which part now Beach Authority how many people that Mr. Ronald Reagan had saved from drowning and it was 57 other people he pulled in but they counted ones they actually felt would have lost their lives. 57. That's quite a few. How many do you think came back to him and thanked him? How many? Out of 57. None. Not one. Not one single individual come back to Mr. Reagan and said, Thank you, sir. Shame on us. Shame on us. I want to tell you something, my friend. God doesn't work that way. He, he trusts His Son as a Savior to a sinner that needs Him that can turn around and thank Him for saving Him. I thank Him. Every day. Every day. Get in the bed at night, even after I'm afraid. Often, just before I go, I said, Thanks, God, for saving me. Thanks for sending your Son. You do that? When last you do it? I speak to everybody tonight. Maybe we need to pull up a bit here. Wonderful thing to be saved. Son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It was an ancient search. It is 
a very active search, still going on. It's a very accurate search, but I must tell you tonight, it'll be an abandoned search this year. Once that happens, search is all over. Nothing's going to happen on this side that will ever fit you for heaven. You must be saved. You must be rescued while on the acting side of eternity. Not on this side, on this to the left of this pillar called death. The abandoned search. I was speaking with a man right in this hall today, this afternoon. We were talking about this. The bypass for every person that's saved. That's the rapture. That's the calling away of all that are saved. If that happens tonight, search is over whether you like it or not. You can come to this building tomorrow night and do whatever you like with it. Search is over. But I want to tell you about an accomplished search. You know what an accomplished search is? When the lost is found. When the lost is found. I can remember where at last night the relief, the peace when I suddenly realized that's why he came. He came to seek and to save me. And my friend, I plan till my last breath while I have the conscious ability to do it to ever thank God for saving me and to thank Him that the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You remember. You remember. If never to be saved, it wasn't because He didn't seek you. It's not because He didn't want to save you, sir. It's you wouldn't be saved. You wouldn't have it. You wouldn't simply yield yourself as a lost, guilty sinner. Take your place as God has declared that you are and accept Him as your Savior. Shall we pray?